the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 and FM, FM and AM 930. It is good to be with you another week, another Monday evening, where tonight we have the opportunity in our focus on witness to take up the topic of the youth. You know, I've been in a number of recent conversations with people And they've been kind of down on what they don't see happening with the youth. So I thought, oh man, there's so much happening with the youth today um, that it's a shame to not be aware of that. And so I thought what we could do um, is break this open, uh, talk about this as as much as we can in 27 minutes and see how far it carries us. I'm going to be doing this with the Director of Youth Ministry over at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church, Jandy. Jandy, it is good to have you with us tonight. Thank you, Joe. Good to be here. Jandy, the real emphasis, I would say, is just not making aware um, of the importance of the call of the youth and, and, and the youth to, to be ministering to others, but also this, um, this idea that the, the youth are not the church of tomorrow, but the church of today. Uh, a, a quote um, from uh, Blessed John Paul II, soon to be canonized next month. So, um, Jenny, I thought maybe what we can do as we talk about Blessed John Paul II and we bring up his name, certainly here's a man who had a great deal of impact upon, we could say rightfully, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. Um, Both of us are uh, sitting down (laughs) before microphones probably because of him and, and his love for youth. So, maybe if you can share a little bit about your journey of faith, especially as it relates to being one who was impacted as a youth, young adult, and also how it led you to serve. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it's actually because of youth ministry that I'm here today. Uh, As a junior in high school, I first encountered a witness to Christ's love through the core team at uh, St. John's Youth Ministry Program. I was able to see their love for Christ and uh, their joy, and I was attracted to that. I had I was raised Catholic, so I'm a, you know, cradle Catholic, uh, but really didn't know anything about my faith, didn't know what the church was teaching, didn't know why to go to Mass every Sunday, and it was through a retreat that junior year that I really had the gospel proclaimed to me and fell in love with Christ, Um, started asking those questions and really um, became a part of that fellowship and community. Sure. And now I know... Jandy, God's impact upon you as a teenager um, went beyond high school. Yeah, absolutely. I became uh, involved in youth ministry all through college. And then when I graduated from college, I actually served for two years as a missionary, a Catholic missionary. The first year was with NET, uh, which is National Evangelization Teams. And I had the opportunity to travel all around the United States, giving retreats for junior high and high school age youth. That was an incredible year that the Lord blessed me with and really grew my faith, seeing his love through the teens, through, um, through the ministry, the families that, that we served with. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And that didn't stop just with Nat. No. You then went <laughs> on to as St. Paul's Outreach, yeah? 
Right, exactly. And then I served a second year with a different ministry called St. Paul's Outreach. And I served a year at Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. And that was incredible. I actually worked uh, side-by-side Focus uh, Ministries, uh, which is the Fellowship of Catholic um, University Students. And just being able to, to work every day with, with Catholic college students, uh, seeing them grow in their faith and ask questions, uh, really grew my faith as well. And as you're talking about this, you know, NET, um, SPO St. Paul's Outreach, Jandy, I cannot help but think about um, the impact of, of Blessed John Paul II to youth, but some of the things he said. And, and as you're talking about that, I, I want to go ahead and read um, something he says. He's reflecting, he, he was interviewed in this uh, work we now know as Crossing the Threshold of Hope, and he's um, responding to a question in regards to the new evangelization, but also the importance of, of youth. And he's He's talking about, you know, yeah, the church, uh, the youth are not the church of tomorrow, but the, the church of today. Um, they have a profound witness to us. And this is what he says. Um, and he's now quoting something he said to youth during a World Youth Day. So what he started when he was Pope, he started these youth days in, in, in Rome. And uh, this is what he expanded ultimately across the country in what we now know as World Youth Day. Uh, you've heard me talk about this before in the past, um, certainly in 1993 when he was in Denver. Well, this is what he had to say on one particular evening, One World Youth Day. In speaking to youth, he says, What I am going to say to you is not as important as what you are going to say to me. You will not necessarily say it to me in words, but you will say it to me by your presence, by your song, perhaps by your dancing by your skits, and finally, by your enthusiasm. So here, Jandy, Blessed John Paul II wants us to see that the youth serve as important architects, if you will, to uh, this call uh, to evangelize, and ultimately have been a real springboard for what we see today happening. Okay, so, you know, the Lord touched you, and then what are you doing? You've been set on fire for God, and now you want to touch others. Absolutely. You know, the National Evangelization Team I'm quite familiar with. I've had siblings a part of it, and, and I've, I've worked with some, some people who have been a part of NET. And what do they do? Well, they're involved with skits, dramas, song, and they draw the spirit of truth out, you know, and they really encourage this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to, to go off that quote that you said about um, John Paul II, uh, Pope Francis also said something similar to that at World Youth Day this last summer. He said, the church needs you, your enthusiasm, your creativity, and the joy that is so characteristic of you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's calling the, the young people to use um, the gifts and the talents that God has given each of us um, to go then and proclaim the gospel to others. Um, he inspires that, that calling in, in each of us. And you know what's interesting I could never say this enough, what enthusiasm means. You know, John Paul II talks about enthusiasm. Pope Francis, he's talked about enthusiasm on a number of occasions. He's talked about it within catechetical circles, how we need to be enthusiastic. Why are they using this phrase? Some people would actually debate, well, we can be enthusiastic about a lot of things. So the word itself, entheos in the Greek, is to bear a God within, the Spirit of God within, right? And so ultimately, when 
God dwells within us, it comes shooting forth. And this is part of that joy. So this enthusiastic joy that is ultimately transformative and how it bears witness to something greater than what we ascertain here in, in the material world. It, it transcends and it gets us excited, you know, and this is uh, certainly, as uh, Pope Francis spoke to beautifully, a characteristic of, of, of the youth and the vitality and, and what they have that is so life-giving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even Christ shows us that he um, is calling the young people as he raises uh, the young girl from, from death um, in Mark uh, 5, 35 through 42. He, he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Colm, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. He's calling her to arise from death mm-hmm. into new life. Yeah, new life, rise and go forth. You know, we've been reflecting on this radio program recently about the importance of being sent, right? To rise and go immediately. You know, we're, we're healed, we're brought into this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We have this close encounter. You know, just this past weekend, we had the reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 4, the Samaritan woman, the most intense catechesis in all of the Gospels. This woman, like that of the, the woman caught in adultery, have this close encounter with Jesus. And what's so beautiful about this, of course, Jandy, she, she's so young, and she's called arise, become new. And this is the great theme of all of Paul's letters, becoming new in Christ, clothing ourselves with the garment of Christ's virtue, ultimately. And so, I mean, really, when you look at the gospel, you bring in the gospels here, Jandy, I mean, being a child of God, being young at heart, I mean, this is what it's about. I mean, Pope Francis is, is not 15 years old. He's no spring chicken. But I tell you what, he wakes up each and every morning with a smile on his face. And it, this isn't something um, for the cameras. This is who he is. You know, so that joy, it's just, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before. You know, when you see holiness, you're drawn to it. There's the great Donald DeMarco quote with regards to holiness. You know, it's, it's like a lighthouse. It just shines in the darkness and you're drawn to it. It doesn't send off flares or shoot off, shoot off cannons. It just shines. And uh, so, yeah, this, this joy, this enthusiasm, th- this, this f- laser-like focus on Christ, it draws us in. It, and, and the youth in particular have a call to enter into this holiness. You know, Jairus' daughter, yeah. And when we have, Jandy, so many saints we can draw from, uh, certainly we can speak of, I know many know out there the story of St. Maria Goretti, uh, very young, 11 years old, I believe, um, who was martyred, gave her life. Uh, she was murdered um, because she wished to remain pure, and so many other saints. But there's one, I think currently, it's funny, we were talking a little bit before, um, there's one particular saint that speaks to youth today. And he's, uh, this, this saint that we're talking about is Blessed uh, Pierre Giorgio Frassati. He's one of my favorite saints. Um, he was 24 when he died. He was uh, rich, handsome, smart, athletic, um, you know, one that was liked by all. Um, he was such an example of, of being devoted to Christ and to serving others. Uh, he would often bet with his friends uh, at pool. He'd say, hey, if, if I win this, uh, this bet, then you're going to come to adoration with me. 
And, and he would win time and time again. And he would bring his friends and these young people to him, to, with him, to Jesus. Yeah. Adoration. There, my favorite story, and we could be here for a long time talking about <laughs> my favorite story was, um, was what was talked about as funeral. You know, it is, it is of the classics to talk about how you can know the measure of man at his funeral. Um, but yeah, the, the people who showed up, but in their eulogies, how they talk about how this person, whether or not the person had passion or not, okay? Well, the great story with Frasati during his funeral is that um, no one had any idea of the kind of impact he was having, just not with his friends, but all of those on the margins, you know, all of those who who we we intentionally, you know, wrap around. We don't want to encounter, um, you know, as the story goes, the streets were filled with the homeless. The streets were filled with, with those suffering from some sort of disease. Why? Because they knew this man because this man had encountered them. So he had encouraged uh, this relationship with so many different people and they wanted to pay their respects. You know, I, I just love that because it really speaks to the testimony of his life. Uh, it, they, I mean, they did, but collectively the story itself does. And, and, it, and it reminds us too, Jandy, as, as we're reflecting upon this, as far as the youth, he died at the age of 24. So he just didn't in one year have this dramatic impact. This was something that evolved over a period of time. Well, come on, Joe, he's only 24 years old. You know, how much of an impact? Well, in time, maybe he was 15, 16, 17. The stories coming from his life were all about his love for Christ at a very, very young age. And we talk about him tonight, Jandy, so as to encourage um, the youth out there who are listening <laughs> to, to embrace this relationship with Jesus Christ, and not something to, to uh, hoard, but give away, to summon man into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, to love man. You know, these people showed up to his funeral because he loved them. And is this not the mark of Pope Francis's pontificate? Love, agape, sacrificial love. He gave up his time and he loved them. You know, his uh, death, he died quite quickly. He died of uh, polio, which is a viral infection that affects the nervous system and it causes paralysis. Uh, he died in five days, but in those five days, as the story is told, he um, went through terrible suffering terrible suffering, which is always a mark of one who belongs to Christ, you know, one who uh, suffers with Christ. And, and his life, his testimony, um, his great witness to young people, to his peers, uh, reminds me of 1 Timothy 4.12, which says, let no one have contempt for your youth, but set an example for those who believe in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Mm. As I work with youth uh, today, I see this in, in the young people. I work with junior high-aged youth, and as well as high school-aged youth. And uh, another program that was started this year is uh, Rite of Christian Initiation for Teens. Mm. And uh, that's, that's just been a beautiful ministry that has really grown and evolved in this year alone. I see uh, young people who maybe have never uh, really thought about being Catholic, um, being drawn to the faith in this year through their family or through their, their friends or just
just through the witness that the church is giving. And it's so, so beautiful to see that these youth are being active. You know, earlier you'd mentioned Jandy Net and, and St. Paul's Outreach. There are other movements. Um, Focus, which is a, a Catholic outreach on um, college campuses. Um, certainly Life Teen, which you're a director of, along with, I know, Jason Weinrich, who's, who we had the last two weeks, is heavily involved in. Um, what's really cool to see is how all of these national programs are working together to create more dynamic programs for the youth to encounter Christ. And Jandy, we're not talking about a handful. We are talking about transformation that has the potential to transform the country. We're not talking about a hundred, hundreds or thousands. We're talking about hundreds of thousands. This is the kind of direct impact, and it's, it's, this is exciting. This is really exciting. Um, I know, uh, Jandy, that you had the opportunity to um, be in uh, Rio de Janeiro this summer. Of course, this was Pope Francis's first World Youth Day, and I love the fact. I, God is so cool here. And, you know, <laughs> the World Youth Day for Germany, Pope Benedict's first World Youth Day, was planned before his election, right? right. The World Youth Day for Brazil and South America was planned before the election of Pope Francis. So Pope Benedict's first World Youth Day is in Germany, not by his design, but the Holy Spirit. Pope Francis's first World Youth Day is in Brazil, not by his design, but by the Holy Spirit's design, right? So here he is on Copacabana Beach, a beach that is well known out there for models and so on and so forth. And those pictures, Jandy, and you were there, three million? I mean... wild, wild scene, but but one that was rooted in holiness, surely. I, it was amazing. It was amazing to, to be there firsthand, to just see the waves of youth um, walking through the streets, on the beach, um, being there so attentive to, to the Pope, and uh, just really eager, seeking, seeking uh, to grow in faith. Uh, the, I think what, what really impacted me was uh, being so close to Pope Francis. Pope Francis was not um, shy by any means. Mm-hmm. He was there mm-hmm. amongst the youth, amongst the young people. Um, you know, he drove in his Pope mobile, yeah. you know, many times over. Um, but also, what impacted me was was just seeing so many young people there, uh, and and from all over the place. You know, there was young people from France, from uh, from China, from mm-hmm. Japan, from Africa, from all over the world, uh, really on fire for the faith. Yeah. We are reminded what the word Catholic means, catuhulike, universal. There's the wonderful <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah, I watched it like three or four times. It was so moving of the little boy who found his way through security, and he, he got to the Mobile, and the Pope said, you know, let, let him on, and he's just hugging him and embracing him, and he's in tears, and he whispers in his ear, I want to be a Catholic priest. You know, I wanted to tell you I want to be a Catholic priest. And I think he was nine years old, 10 years old. And Pope Francis whispers in his ear, I will pray for your vocation. And there's the great scene. I mean, it's just so cool. <laughs> he's leaving the Pope mobile through the crowd and they have this shot of him and he's got his, he's nine, 10 years old. He's overwhelmed, but he's got his head down and he's just, uh, it was just totally awesome. Certainly an encounter that young man will never forget. Uh, th- there was a message that we were talking about before we went on air here that I do want to bring up. Um, Jandy, uh, words that uh, he shared at that World Youth Day. He said, uh, he said to the crowd, he said, uh, Christ asks us to get in shape, 
so that we can face every situation in life, undaunted, bearing witness to our faith. How do we get in shape? By talking with Him, by prayer, which is our daily conversation with God, who always listens to us, by the sacraments, which makes His life grow within us and conform us to Christ, by loving one another, learning to listen, to understand, to forgive, to be accepting, and to help others, everybody with no one excluded or ostracized. Dear young people, be true athletes of Christ. Mm. I just love that. And an image that the young can understand, an image that the youth can embrace. You know, I'm one of 11 kids, and as I'm often asked the question, you know, Joe, what was it like to be raised in a family of 11? I always place the word raised to survived, you know, <laughs> for better or worse. But in that, how did we, we go about our day surviving? We played sports. You know, I mean, we just all played sports in every sport. And, uh, you know, you, you, you get in the game, and to, to, to the degree that you're going to perform is how much you've spent time, you know, getting better. And certainly, within the context of spirituality and doing the will of God, we have to be disciplined. I mean, you think about the great figures, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Peyton Manning, so on and so forth, Michael Phelps, for those swimmers out there, they train constantly, 24-7. They eat, sleep, and drink what they do, literally, just not figuratively, literally, right? You talk with these athletes. The discipline is so intense, but there's a reason why, because the end goal. They have the end goal in mind. You know, and in the spiritual journey, when we have the end goal in mind, to be able to look upon those eyes on the other side and see Jesus, knowing that we fought the good fight, that we ran the race. I mean, that needs to be the end goal and to be able to say, okay, Lord, what is it that I need to do to get there? What does it take? And he spoke to it so beautifully. You know, a lot of our youth out there, Jandy, they get this image because they belong to sports. They belong to uh, teams. They understand what this is about. But it's different. And we do have to recognize it's different in that, you want to know it? We don't see the trophy, if you will. This great big trophy, you know. So there does need to be that relationship. But yeah, the analogy works. And it's profound because it is a 24-7 gig. It never stops. And there's a tendency to think that religion itself is 9 to 5. No. It's 24-7, 365. It is perpetual. And uh, what an encouragement from a Holy Father for the 3 million youth there to be able to hear those words and for those words to be internalized, for them to take them home and say, okay, Pope Francis gave me a blueprint of how to become holy, how to be an athlete of and for Christ, right? It's exciting. You know, it's exciting. And, and you see the impact. All of these new programs being launched everywhere. You talk about locally in the RCIT. There's so many of these kinds of programs and the, the much larger programs now working together. They understand we're all on one team, united on one front. And if we're going to, going to overcome the adversary, if we're going to overcome the enemy, and man, and man, has Pope Francis been talking about this a lot lately. He talks about the devil a lot. 
It's striking how much he talks about the existence of the devil. We need to overcome the devil, and we can in, with, and through Christ. And so, yeah, let's, let's roll up our sleeves and start getting busy. Loving one another without calculation, without expectation, but because God said love. Right, love and listen and understand, forgive and be accepting, helping others. This is uh, the call that Pope Francis gives to, to our youth, to, to us, as we reach out to the youth. And you know, the forgiveness is so huge. I, when you look around today, Jandy, we, you know, John Paul II liked to use the word, blessed John Paul II, the culture of death. And, and we, we tie it to certainly abortion and all the life issues. But what we must first always understand is that where there's an absence of love, there's death. Where there's an absence of forgiveness, there's death. So when we talk about the culture of death, what we're talking about is a culture that does not love. So if we can, together on a united front, regain this great virtue, the virtue of all virtues, love, then, then families will be restored, extended families will be restored, our communities will be restored. And this, this you know, for Samas, oh, that's nice, Joe, that's aloof, that's abstract. But what Pope Francis is talking about, he's given us a message in very concrete terms. He, he, when we forget this, but this is a man that came from the slums of Argentina. He was the bishop of the slum, as he was well known back there, right? We forget that Argentina, we think of the poor, the poor, India, Ethiopia, all these places. Argentina is the most impoverished country in the whole world. And this is the man that God gives us. That's striking. He gives us the blueprint. Don't be so attached to material things. Allow God in. Empty yourself so that God can restore you and enrich you in grace. It's not easy. But what's characteristic of the youth is that they have the fervor, the ardor, the zeal, the excitement, that ambition, you know, <laughs> that ambition that sometimes when we get older, we forget. We get so caught up in providing for children, you know, we go to our job and so on and so forth, that we forget what it means to have ambition. We forget what it means to live, to breathe. And this is why the youth are not the church of tomorrow, but the church of today. And so, Jandy, as we wrap up our program, thank you for coming. Absolutely. You know, we, I think we're going to be doing this again. We certainly touched upon a lot of what I was hoping to touch upon um, but with your experience, maybe we can uh, bring you back and even maybe you and Jason together to talk the stuff of uh, youth ministry. Uh, so yeah, thank you for joining me uh, and, you, and what you had to share. Let us close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we do just give you a special thanks and praise for the gift of the youth and how they remind us to always live each day with ambition with that enthusiasm and joy that transforms. We pray this in and through the words that you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you. 
You've been listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. If you have questions or feedback, you may email Joe at j-h-o-l-l-j-m-j at yahoo.com. For a copy of today's program, visit joeholcraft.org or call KKXX during regular business hours at 894-7325. Thanks for listening to the Seeds of Truth on KKXX.